Papers Read on AI, with Rob, keeping you up to date with the latest research. This reading is brought to you by Mars Race, Stake a Claim on the Red Planet, available on Android and iOS. Dropout Reduces Underfitting. Authored 2023 by Zhuang Lu, Shu, Joseph Jin, Zhijiang Shen, Trevor Darrell. Abstract. Introduced by Hinton et al. In 2012, Dropout has stood the test of time as a regularizer for preventing overfitting in neural networks. In this study, we demonstrate that Dropout can also mitigate underfitting when used at the start of training. During the early phase, we find Dropout reduces the directional variance of gradients across mini-batches and helps align the mini-batch gradients with the entire dataset's gradient. This helps counteract the stochasticity of SGD and limit the influence of individual batches on model training. Our findings lead us to a solution for improving performance in underfitting models early dropout. Dropout is applied only during the initial phases of training, and turned off afterwards. Models equipped with early dropout achieve lower final training loss compared to their counterparts without dropout. Additionally, we explore a symmetric technique for regularizing overfitting models late dropout, where dropout is not used in the early iterations and is only activated later in training. Experiments on ImageNet and various vision tasks demonstrate that our methods consistently improve generalization accuracy. Our results encourage more research on understanding regularization in deep learning and our methods can be useful tools for future neural network training, especially in the era of large data. Code is available at https colon slash slash github. Com. Facebook Research. Dropout. 1. Introduction. The year 2022 marks a full decade since AlexNet's pivotal ImageNet moment, Krishheski et al. 2012, which launched a new era in deep learning. It is no coincidence that Dropout, Hinton et al. 2012, also celebrates its 10th birthday in 2022. AlexNet employed Dropout to substan. The would Tealy reduce its overfitting, which played a critical role in its victory at the ILSVRC 2012 competition. Without the invention of Dropout, the advancements we currently see in deep learning might have been delayed by years. Dropout has since become widely adopted as a regularizer to mitigate overfitting in neural networks. It randomly deactivates each neuron with probability p, preventing different features from co-adapting with each other. Hinton et al. 2012. Srivastava et al. 2014. After applying dropout, training loss typically increases, while test error decreases, narrowing the model's generalization gap. Deep learning evolves at an incredible speed. Novel techniques and architectures are continuously introduced, applications expand, benchmarks shift, and even convolution can be gone. Dosevitsky et al. 2021, but dropout has stayed. It continues to function in the latest AI achievements, including AlphaFold's protein structure prediction, Jumper et al. 2021, and DAL-E2's image generation, Ramesh et al. 2022, demonstrating its versatility and effectiveness. Despite the sustained popularity of dropout, its strength, represented by the drop rate P, has generally been decreasing over the years. In the original dropout work, Hinton et al. 2012, a default drop rate of 0.5 was used. However, lower drop rates, such as 0.1, have been frequently adopted in recent years. Examples include Training Bert, Devlin et al., 2018, and Vision Transformers, Dosevitsky et al., 2021. The primary driver for this trend is the exploding growth of available training data, making it increasingly difficult to overfit. In addition, advancements in data augmentation techniques, Zhang et al., 2018, Cubic et al., 2020, and algorithms for learning within labeled or weakly labeled data, 
Brown et al. 2020. Radford et al. 2021. He et al. 2021. Have provided even more data to train on than the model can fit to. As a result, we may soon be confronting more problems with underfitting instead of overfitting. Would dropout lose its relevance should such a situation arise? In this study, we demonstrate an alternative use of dropout for tackling underfitting. We begin our investigation into dropout training dynamics by making an intriguing observation on gradient norms, which then leads us to a key empirical finding. During the initial stages of training, dropout reduces gradient variance across many batches and allows the model to update in more consistent directions. These directions are also more aligned with the entire dataset's gradient direction, figure 1. Consequently, the model can optimize the training loss more effectively with respect to the whole training set, rather than being swayed by individual mini-batches. In other words, dropout counteracts SGD and prevents excessive regularization due to randomness in sampling mini-batches during early training. Based on this insight, we introduce early dropout. Dropout is only used during early training to help underfitting models fit better. Early dropout lowers the final training loss compared to no dropout and standard dropout. Conversely, for models that already use standard dropout, we propose to remove dropout during earlier training epochs to mitigate overfitting. We refer to this approach as late dropout and demonstrate that it improves generalization accuracy for large models. Figure 2 provides a comparison of standard dropout, early dropout, and late dropout. We evaluate early and late dropout using different models on image classification and downstream tasks. Our methods consistently yield better results than both standard dropout and no dropout. We hope our findings can offer novel insights into dropout and overfitting, and motivate further research in developing neural network regularizers. 2. Revisiting overfitting versus underfitting overfitting. Overfitting occurs when a model is trained to fit the training data excessively well but generalizes poorly to unseen data. The model's capacity and the dataset scale are among the most critical factors in determining overfitting, along with other factors such as training length. Larger models and smaller datasets tend to lead to more overfitting. 5. ITTHE. We conduct several simple experiments to clearly illustrate this trend. First, when the model remains the same, but we use less data, the gap between training accuracy and test accuracy increases, leading to overfitting. Figure 3. Top. Demonstrates this trend with VIT Tiny 32 results trained on various amounts of ImageNet data. Second, when the model capacity increases while keeping the dataset size constant, the gap also widens. Figure 3, bottom, illustrates this with VIT Tiny T, small, S, and base B 32 models trained on the same 100% ImageNet data. We train all models with a fixed 4000 iterations without data augmentations. Dropout. We briefly review the dropout method. At each training iteration, a dropout layer randomly sets each neuron to zero with a certain probability for its input tensor. During inference, all neurons are active but are scaled by a coefficient to maintain the same overall scale as in training. As each sample is trained by a different sub-network, dropout can be seen as an implicit ensemble of exponentially many models. It is a fundamental building block of deep learning and has been used to prevent overfitting in various of neural architectures and applications. Viswani et al. 2017. Devlin et al. 2018. Ramesh et al. 2022. Stochastic depth. Various efforts have been made to design dropout variants. Juan et al. 2013. He et al. 2014. Giasi et al. 2018. In this work, we also consider a dropout variant called stochastic depth. Huang et al. 2016. S. D. For short, which is designed for regularizing residual networks. He et al. 2016. For each sample or mini-batch, the network randomly selects a subset of residual blocks to skip, 
making the model shallower and thus earning its name, stochastic depth. It is commonly seen in modern vision networks, including DAT, Tuvron et al. 2020, Convenext, Lu et al. 2022, and MLP Mixer, Tolstikin et al. 2021, several recent models, Steiner et al. 2021, Tolstikin et al. 2021, use S. D. together with dropout. Since S. D. can be viewed as specialized dropout at the residual block level, the term dropout that we use later could also encompass S. D. depending on the context. Drop rate. The probability of setting a neuron to zero in dropout is referred to as the drop rate P, a hugely influential hyperparameter. As an example, in Swin transformers and convenexts, the only training hyperparameter that varies with the model size is the stochastic depth drop rate. We apply dropout to regularize the VIT-B model and experiment with different drop rates. As shown in figure 4, setting the drop rate too low does not effectively prevent overfitting, whereas setting it too high results in overregularization and decreased test accuracy. In this case, the optimal drop rate for achieving the highest test accuracy is 0.15. Different model architectures use different drop rates, and the selection of optimal drop rate P heavily depends on the network model size and the dataset size. In figure 5, we plot the best dropout rate for model and data settings from figure 3. We perform a hyperparameter sweep for drop rate at intervals of 0.05 for each setting. From figure 5, we observe that when the data is large enough, or when the model is small enough, the best drop rate P is 0, indicating that using dropout may not be necessary and could harm the model's generalization accuracy by underfitting the data. Without underfitting, in the literature, the drop rate used for dropout has generally decreased over the years. Earlier models such as VGG, Simonian and Zisserman, 2015, and GoogleNet, Segedi et al., 2015, use 0.5 or higher drop rates, Vitz, Dosevitsky et al., 2021, use a moderate rate of 0.1 on ImageNet and do not use dropout when pre-training on the much larger JFT300M dataset, recent language supervised or self-supervised vision models, Radford et al., 2021, He et al., 2021, do not use dropout. This trend is likely due to the increasing size of datasets. The model does not overfit very easily to immense data. With the rapidly growing amount of data being generated and distributed globally, it is possible that the scale of the available data may soon outpace the capacities of the models we train. While data is generated at a speed of quintillion bytes per day, models still need to be stored and run on finite physical devices such as servers, data centers, or mobile phones. Given such a contrast, future models may have more trouble fitting data properly rather than overfitting too severely. As our experiments above demonstrate, in such settings, standard dropout may not help generalization as a regularizer. Instead, we need tools to help models fit vast amounts of data better and reduce underfitting. 3. How dropout can reduce underfitting in this study, we explore whether dropout can be used as a tool to reduce underfitting. To this end, we conduct a detailed analysis on the training dynamics of dropout using our proposed tools and metrics. We compare two VIT-T-16 training processes on ImageNet, Deng et al. 2009, one without dropout is the baseline, and the other with a 0.1 dropout rate throughout training. Gradient norm. We begin our analysis by investigating the impact of dropout on the strength of gradients G, measured by their L norm, G, 2. For the dropout model, we measure the entire model's gradient, even though a subset of weights may have been deactivated due to dropout. As shown in figure 6, left, the dropout model produces gradients with smaller norms, indicating that it takes smaller steps at each gradient update. Model distance. Since the gradient steps are smaller, 
we expect the dropout model to travel a smaller distance from its initial point than the baseline model. To measure the distance between the two models, we use the L norm, represented by WW2, 2, where W denotes the parameters of each model. In figure 6, right, we plot each model's distance from its random initialization. However, to our surprise, the dropout model actually moved by a larger distance than the baseline model, contrary to what we initially anticipated based on the gradient norms. Let us imagine two people walking. One walks with large strides while the other walks with small strides. Despite this, the person with smaller strides covers a greater distance from their starting point over the same time period. Why? This may be because the person is walking in a more consistent direction, whereas the person with larger strides may be taking random, meandering steps and not making much progress in any one particular direction. Gradient direction variance. We hypothesize the same for our two models. The dropout model is producing more consistent gradient directions across mini-batches. To test this, we collect a set of mini-batch gradients G by training a model checkpoint on randomly selected batches. We then measure the gradient direction variance, GDV, by computing the average pairwise cosine distance. As seen in figure 7, the comparison of variance supports our hypothesis. Up to a certain iteration, approximately 1000, the dropout model exhibits a lower gradient variance and moves in a more consistent direction. We. Gradient direction error. However, the question remains what should be the correct direction to take. To fit the training data, the underlying objective is to minimize the loss on the entire training set, not just on any single minibotch. We compute the gradient for a given model on the whole training set, where dropout is set to inference mode to capture the full model's gradient. Then, we evaluate how far the actual mini-batch gradient 9 step is from this whole data set, ground truth, gradient G. We define the average cosine distance from all 9 step EG to G as the gradient direction, error, GDE. We calculate this error term and plot it in figure 8. At the beginning of training, the dropout model's mini-batch gradients have smaller distances to the whole dataset gradient, indicating that it is moving in a more desirable direction for optimizing the total training loss, as illustrated in figure 1. After approximately 1,000 iterations, however, the dropout model produces gradients that are farther away. This could be the turning point where dropout transitions from reducing underfitting to reducing overfitting. The experiments described above use VIT optimized with Adam W., Lashchilov and Hutter, 2019, but we observe similar trends when using other optimizers such as SGD and Momentum SGD, or architectures such as Swin Transformer. Bias Variance Trade-Off This analysis at early training can be viewed through the lens of the bias variance trade-off. For no dropout models, an SGD mini-batch provides an unbiased estimate of the whole dataset gradient because the expectation of the mini-batch gradient is equal to the whole dataset gradient. However, with dropout, the estimate becomes more or less biased, as the mini-batch gradients are generated by different sub-networks, whose expected gradient may not match the full network's gradient. Nevertheless, the gradient variance is significantly reduced, leading to a reduction in gradient error. Intuitively, this reduction in variance and error helps prevent the model from overfitting to specific batches, especially during the early stages of training when the model is undergoing significant changes. 4. Approach. From the analysis above, we know that using dropout early can potentially improve the model's ability to fit the training data. Based on this observation, we present our approaches. Underfitting and overfitting regimes. Whether it is desirable to fit the training data better depends on whether the model is in an underfitting or overfitting regime, which can be difficult to define precisely. In this work, we use the following criterion and find it is effective for our purpose. If a model generalizes better with standard dropout, we consider it to be in an overfitting regime. If the model performs better without dropout, 
we consider it to be in an underfitting regime. The regime a model is in depends not only on the model architecture but also on the dataset used in other training parameters. Early dropout. In their default settings, models at underfitting regimes do not use dropout. To improve their ability to fit the training data, we propose early dropout, using dropout before a certain iteration, and then disabling it for the rest of training. Our experiments show that early dropout reduces final training loss and improves accuracy. Late dropout. Overfitting models already have standard dropout included in their training settings. During the early stages of training, dropout may cause overfitting unintentionally, which is not desirable. To reduce overfitting, we propose late dropout, not using dropout before a certain iteration, and then using it for the rest of training. This is a symmetric approach to early dropout. Hyperparameters. Our methods are straightforward both in concept and implementation, illustrated in figure 2. They require two hyperparameters. 1. The number of epochs 2. We. Model. Top 1 ACC. Change train loss change weight before turning dropout on or off. Our results show that this choice can be robust enough to vary from 1% to 50% of the total epochs. 2. The drop rate P, which is similar to the standard dropout rate and is also moderately robust. 5. Experiments. We conduct empirical evaluations on ImageNet minus 1K classification with 1000 classes and 1.2M training images, Deng et al. 2009, and report top 1 validation accuracy. 5.1. Early dropout. Settings. To evaluate early dropout, we choose small models at underfitting regimes on ImageNet minus 1K, including VIT T, 16, Tuvron et al. 2020, Mixer S, 32, Tolstikin et al. 2021, Convenext Femto, F, Whiteman, 2019, and Aswin F, Lu et al. 2021, of similar size to Convenext F. These models have 5 to 20M parameters and are relatively small for ImageNet minus 1K. We conduct separate evaluations for dropout and stochastic depth, S, D, i.e., only one is used in each experiment. We use the training recipe from Convenext, Lu et al., 2022, as our basic recipe. The drop rates are selected from 0.1, 0.2, 0.3 for dropout and 0.3, 0.5, 0.7 for S, D. Each result is averaged with three seeds, and the average standard deviation is 0.142%. The usage of dropout does not affect training time noticeably. See Appendix A for more details on the experimental setup. Results. Table 1. Top. Presents the results. Early dropout consistently improves the test accuracy, and also decreases the training loss, indicating dropout at an early stage helps the model fit the data better. The results are compared to standard dropout in S. D using a drop rate of 0.1, which both have a negative impact on the models. Additionally, we double the training epochs and reduce mix-up, Zhang et al., 2018, and cut mix, Yun et al., 2019, strength to arrive at an improved recipe for these small models. Table 1, bottom, shows the results. The baselines now achieve much improved accuracy, sometimes surpassing previous literature results by a large margin. Nevertheless, early dropout still provides a further boost in accuracy. 5.2. Analysis. We carry out ablation studies to understand the characteristics of early dropout. Our default setting is VIT-T and early dropout with the improved recipe. Scheduling strategies. In previous studies, different strategies for scheduling dropout or related regularizers have been explored. These strategies typically involve either gradually increasing, Morio et al., 2017, Zof et al., 2018, Tan and Le, 2021, or decreasing, Rennie et al., 2014, the strength of dropout over the entire or nearly the entire training process.
The purpose of these strategies, however, is to reduce overfitting rather than underfitting. Lum all than. To P. Model. 50. For comparison, we also evaluate linear decreasing, increasing strategies where the drop rate starts from P, 0 and ends at 0, P, as well as previously proposed curriculum, Morio et al. 2017, and Anield, Rennie et al. 2014, strategies. For all strategies, we conduct a hyperparameter sweep for the rate P. The results are presented in Table 2A. All strategies produce either similar or much worse results than no dropout. This suggests existing dropout scheduling strategies are not effective for underfitting. Early dropout scheduling. There is still a question on how to schedule the drop rate in the early phase. Our experiments use a linear decreasing schedule from an initial value P to 0 by default. A simpler alternative is to use a constant value. It can also be useful to consider a cosine decreasing schedule commonly adopted for learning rate schedules. The optimal p-value for each option may differ and we compare the best result for each option. Table 2b presents the results. All three options manifest similar results and can serve as valid choices. This indicates early dropout does not depend on one particular schedule to work. Additional results for constant early dropout can be found in Appendix C model sizes. According to our analysis in Section 3, early dropout helps models fit better to the training data. This is particularly useful for underfitting models like VIT-T. We take VITs of increasing sizes, VIT-T, VIT-S, and VIT-B, and examine the trend in Table 2C. The baseline column represents the results obtained by the best standard dropout rates, 0.0, 0, 0 over 0.1, for each of the three models. Our results show that early dropout is effective in improving the performance of the first two models, but was not effective in the case of the larger VIT-B. Training curves. We plot the training loss and test accuracy curves for VIT-T with early dropout and compare it with a no dropout baseline in figure 9. The early dropout is set to 50 epochs and uses a constant dropout rate. During the early dropout phase, the train loss for the dropout model is higher and the test accuracy is lower. Intriguingly, once the early dropout phase ends, the train loss decreases dramatically and the test accuracy improves to surpass the baseline. Dropout epochs. We investigate the impact of the number of epochs for early dropout. By default, we use 50 epochs. We vary the number of early dropout epochs and observe its effect on the final accuracy. The results, shown in figure 10, are based on the average of three runs with different random seeds. The results indicate that the favorable range of epochs for both early dropout is quite broad, ranging from as few as 5 epochs to as many as 300, out of a total of 600 epochs. This robustness makes early dropout easy to adopt in practical settings. Drop rates. The dropout rate is another hyperparameter, similar to standard dropout. The impact of varying the rate for early dropout and early S, D, is shown in figure 11. The results indicate that the performance of early S, D, is not that sensitive to the rate, but the performance of early dropout is highly dependent on it. This could be related to the fact that dropout layers are more densely inserted in VITs than S, D, layers. In addition, the S, D, rate represents the maximum rate among layers, Huang et al., 2016, but the dropout rate represents the same rates for all layers, so the same increase in dropout rate results in a much stronger regularizing effect. Despite that, both early dropout and early S, D, are less sensitive to the rate than standard dropout, where a drop rate of 0.1 can significantly degrade accuracy, Table 1. Learning rate warm-up. Learning rate, LR, warm-up, he et al., 2016. Goyle et al. 2017 is a technique that also 5.3 VIT specifically targets the early phase of training, where a smaller IR is used. 
we are curious in the effect LR warmup on early dropout. Our default recipe uses a 50-epic linear LR warmup. We vary the IR warmup length from 0 to 100 and compare the accuracy with and without early dropout in figure 12. Our results show that early dropout consistently improves the accuracy regardless of the use of LR warmup. 5.3. Late dropout. Settings. To evaluate late dropout, we choose larger models, VIT-B and Mixer-B, with 59M and 86M parameters respectively, and use the basic training recipe. These models are considered to be in the overfitting regime as they already use standard S. D. We evaluate late S. D. Because we find the baseline results using standard S. D. Are much better than standard dropout for these models. For this experiment, we set the drop rate for late S. D. Directly to their optimal drop rate for standard S. D. No S. D. Is used for the first 50 epics, and a constant S. D. Rate is used for the rest of training. Results. In the results shown in Table 3, late S. D improves the test accuracy compared to standard S, D. This improvement is achieved while either maintaining, VIT B, or increasing, Mixer B, the training loss, demonstrating that late S, D, effectively reduces overfitting. Previous works, Morio et al., 2017, Tan and Le, 2021, Zof et al., 2018, have used dropout with gradually increasing strength to combat overfitting. In the case of VIT B, we also compare our results with a linear increase in a curriculum schedule, Morio et al., 2017, with their best P over a hyperparameter sweep and find that late S, D, brings a larger improvement. Appendix B presents more detailed analysis for late S, D, 6. Downstream tasks. We evaluate the pre-trained ImageNet minus 1K models by fine-tuning them on downstream tasks. Our aim is to evaluate the learned representations without using early or late dropout during fine-tuning. Additionally, we conduct a direct evaluation of robustness benchmarks in Appendix D object detection and segmentation on COCO. We fine-tune pre-trained SWIN F and convenext F backbones with mask RCNN, he et al., 2017, on the COCO dataset. We use the one-times fine-tuning setting in MM detection, Chen et al., 2019. We follow the one-times fine-tuning setting in MM detection, Chen et al., 2019. The results are shown in Table 4. Models pre-trained with early dropout are S. D. Consistently maintain their superiority when fine-tuned on COCO. Semantic segmentation on ADE20K. We fine-tune pre-trained models on the ADE20K semantic segmentation task. Joe et al. 2019. With UperNet. Xiao et al. 2018. For 80K iterations. Following MM segmentation. MM segmentation contributors. 2020. As Table 5 shows. Models pre-trained with our methods outperform baseline models. Based. Table. Et et. Classification tasks. We also evaluate on several downstream classification datasets. CIFAR100. Krish Heskey. 2009. Flowers. Nilsback and Zisserman. 2008. Pets. Parkai et al. 2012. STL10. Coates et al. 2011. And Food101. Bassard et al. 2014. Our fine-tuning procedures are based on the hyperparameter settings from Moco V3, Chen et al., 2021, and Slip, Mu et al., 2022. Table 6 presents the results. Our methods show improved generalization performance on most classification tasks. 7. Related work. Neural network regularizers. Weight decay, or L2 regularization, is one of the most commonly used regularization for training neural networks. Related to our findings, Krish Heskey et al., Krish Heskey et al. 2012. 
observes that using weight decay decreases the training loss for Alex Net. L. Regularization, Tibshirani, 1996, can promote sparsity in select features, Lou et al., 2017. Label smoothing, Segedi et al., 2016, replaces one hot target's output with soft probabilities. Data augmentation, Zhang et al., 2018, Cubic et al., 2020, can also serve as a form of regularization. In particular, methods that randomly remove input parts, e.g., Hide and Seek, Kumar Singh and Jay Lee, 2017, Cutout, DeVries and Taylor, 2017, and Random Erasing, Zhang et al., 2020, can be seen as dropout applied at the input layer only. Dropout methods. Dropout has many variants aimed at improving or adapting it. Drop Connect, Wan et al., 2013, randomly deactivates network weights instead of neurons. Variational Dropout, Kingma et al., 2015, adaptively learns dropout rates for different parts of the network from a Bayesian perspective. Spatial Dropout, Thompson et al., 2015, drops entire feature maps in a conva net, and drop block, DRC et al., 2018, drops continuous regions in conva net feature maps. Other valuable contributions include analyzing dropout properties, Baldi and Sadovsky, 2013, Ba and Frey, 2013, Wang and Manning, 2013, applying dropout for compressing networks, Molchanov et al., 2017, Gomez et al., 2019, and representing uncertainty, Gal and Garamani, 2016, Gal et al., 2017. We recommend the survey by Labak et al., 2019, for a comprehensive overview. Scheduled dropout. Neural networks generally tend to show overfitting behaviors more at later stages of training, which is why early stopping is often used to reduce overfitting. Curriculum dropout. Morio et al., 2017, proposes to increase the dropout rate as training progresses to more specifically address late-stage overfitting. NASNet, Zof et al., 2018, and Efficient Net V2, Tanenla, 2021, also increase the strength of dropout, drop path, Larson et al., 2016, during neural architecture search. On the other hand, annealed dropout, Rennie et al., 2014, gradually decreases dropout rates to near the end of training. Our approaches differ from previous research as we study dropout's effect in addressing underfitting rather than regularizing overfitting. 8. Conclusion. Dropout has shined for 10 years for its excellence in tackling overfitting. In this work, we unveil its potential in aiding stochastic optimization and reducing underfitting. Our key insight is dropout counters the data randomness brought by SGD and reduces gradient variance at early training. This also results in stochastic mini-batch gradients that are more aligned with the underlying whole dataset gradient. Motivated by this, we propose early dropout to help underfitting models fit better, and late dropout to improve the generalization of overfitting models. We hope our discovery stimulates more research in understanding dropout and designing regularizers for gradient-based learning, and our approaches help model training with increasingly large datasets. Acknowledgement. We thank Yubei Chen, Hexiang Hu, Ziyuan Li, Seining Xie and Ashan Mizra for valuable discussions and feedback. Thanks for listening to this reading. For the entire paper and more, check out our homepage, papersred.ai.